If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is really alarming. I mean, these uh, these numbers are just, oof. Um, let's start here. What do you think the life expectancy is for your average non-First Nations man in the province of Alberta? I'll give you the answer. It's 79. For a non-First Nations woman, it is 84. Okay, 79 for a non-First Nations man, the average life expectancy. What do you think it is for a First Nations male in the province of Alberta? This is going to 2021. These are the latest numbers that we have. 60, 60, 19 years fewer than a non-First Nations man. Um, that is mind-blowing from women to, uh, gone from 73 in 2015 down to 66 in 2021. 84 is the average life expectancy for a non-First Nations woman. For a First Nations woman, it is 66, almost 20 years of life less. I mean, this, those numbers are mind-boggling and even more troubling. They're going in the wrong direction. In 2015, the average life expectancy for a First Nations man was 67. Now it's 60. For women, it was 73 in 2015. Now it's 66. Those are huge drops going back to 2015 um, in the last, well, like I say, we're going six years with this data and uh, uh, there's no reason to think that it's ticked up since 2021. So so, so what's going on? All kinds of alarm bells being raised. Um, we're going to speak now with Janet Aramenko, who is the mental health and addictions critic and the Calgary Curry NDP MLA. Um, Janet, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Hi, Shay. Thank you so much for having me. These numbers, um, I'm not going to lie, I was taken aback. Uh, first of all, the discrepancy between First Nations Albertans and non-First Nations Alberta is mind-boggling to be almost 20 years when you take a look at the uh, average life expectancy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is truly hard to imagine. Uh, before we go any further, Shay, too, I, I want to recognize that it is an absolute tragedy and we need to remember that these are so much more than statistics. They yes. are, uh, you know, these are aunties and uncles, parents, children, grandparents who um, whose loss is such a blow to community. Um, and and they are uh, a large part of why there is that that seven year drop just in the last four years. Uh, a huge contributor to that is drug poisonings and it is overdose deaths that have absolutely skyrocketed in the last four years. And, and I'm sure we're going to get into that. Mm -hmm. But I uh, really do just want to recognize um, and really give my condolences to everybody who has lost a family member, uh, a neighbor, a community member, because these are significant blows to the community, without a doubt. You're absolutely right. There, there is no question. Uh, and it's important. And I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, you mentioned drug poisoning. And that's exactly what we're talking about when people are digging into the evidence. Charity Wallace, who is with Alberta Health, says um, preliminary investigations show that um, deaths related to substance misuse among those 20 to 40 seem to be what's driving this massive gap. And like you said, it, it is, um, you know, per 100,000 people, uh, 140 plus First Nation deaths 
compared to 20 non first nation deaths so you're right it is it, it the drug epidemic seems to be right at the center of all of this yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, and it has been an epidemic that has been with us for some time. I mean, I think all Albertans recognize and know that uh, a toxic drug supply has been in our streets, in our communities for for going on 10 years and, and more. Um, but what is significantly different from the last four years is the way that we have responded to that. It's the way that government has responded to that, specifically under the UCP, that they have frankly, ideologically driven, uh, have cut out a significant range of harm reduction approaches with this focus on recovery that means that we are not helping people in crisis. We are not responding with the kind of emergent solutions that this crisis demands. Rather, we are talking about recovery and treatment, which, which you know, do not get me wrong, are absolutely critical pieces mm-hmm of supporting folks who are living with and, and trying to recover from addiction. But if we're not dealing with and offering the kinds of services and programs that they need um, to stay alive, they will not ever be able to access treatment. They will not ever be able to get back to work and, and get back to their families. Um, and so it is it is a stark difference from when the NDP were in government from 2015 to 2019, where we followed the evidence, followed uh, the expertise, and actually addressed uh, and, and embraced a set of harm reduction principles and approaches that were actually saving lives long enough to be able to get into recovery and talk about treatment in a meaningful way. Fair enough. I will grant you that we have seen um, a, a quickening of this decline since 2019. But we, we should point out that, you know, if you want to talk about the NDP's record, it was 70 was the life expectancy in, in 2016. And then you leap ahead to 2019 and it had dropped. The trend had started. You're right. You're right. It, it got much, much steeper as we got into the last four years. But it was going in the wrong direction prior because this is a massive problem. I think, you know, there is no magic bullet to solve the problem. Like you say, I, I agree with you on harm reduction and all the rest but this is a huge problem that's been going on for for so long it's very difficult for anybody to seemingly get a handle on it yeah you know i had the pleasure of sitting with dr Ta- dr esther Tailfeathers, who uh has been just an incredibly powerful and outspoken advocate for indigenous health equity um and she met with a number of our caucus members in the last in the last couple of weeks given this you know absolutely staggering rate of overdose of overdose deaths and drug poisonings, uh, you know, in April, just to remind folks, in April, we were looking at 179 deaths just in one month alone, uh, which is just unforgivable. And so Dr. Tailfeathers reminded those of us in caucus that when we look at a life expectancy of 60 years, um, that is on par with the least developed countries in the world. Uh, this is not something that we can turn our backs on. This is not something that we can, you know, write fancy MOUs for and, and make commitments that we're not going to act on for another year or two. This requires um, the full attention of government. Uh, the full attention of all of the experts and, 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 and expertise to, to weigh in and put every single resource in our toolkit at, at, uh, to work so that we can actually start to reverse that trend. It, it's, it's not, it simply isn't acceptable that in a country as wealthy as Canada, uh, that there should be folks who are looking at such a, a, a shortened lifespan as a result of a failure of government. Um, so where do we start? What, 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 what's, what do we need to, like you say, turn this trend around? Where do we start with that? 
Well, I think, you know, the rate of drug poisonings uh, is a massive contributor. To be sure, it is not the only contributor. And so we have got to address, uh, there are so many ways to get started, but what is important is that we recognize that this is an emergency and that we treat it as such. And so um, I think, you know, with my particular portfolio of mental health and addiction, uh, my focus is looking at what we can do to keep people alive um, and not continue to die at these absolutely staggering rates. And so we are we are absolutely resolutely focused on advocating for a full spectrum approach to supporting people living with addiction and mental health. Um, and so that's my particular focus. I, I do want to make sure that we recognize um, that we have this incredible caucus that is really representative of the diversity in this province. And so I have wonderful colleagues, Brooke Arcan Paul and Jody Stonehouse Callahoo, mm-hmm. who are both Indigenous themselves um, and working very, very hard to uh, to represent the the indigenous communities in Alberta and absolutely address the overrepresentation of indigenous folks across all of these systems um, that we have got to start to turn around and so I, I really do look forward to collaborating with my colleagues on on this particular portfolio but then speaking more broadly as well to talk about the massive health inequities um, the service inequities on reserve the frankly the, the racism that can exist in some of these systems that are making that are that are creating barriers and impediments to the full participation and, and thriving of our Indigenous communities. Yeah, it is a huge problem, and there's so much work that needs to be done. Uh, Janet, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you being here today.